Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch, and today we're going to continue with our Locked On Coyotes and Locked On Blues crossover. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. I remember when OEL first started playing. Um, it was during the the Coyotes' famed uh, 2011 season when they made the run all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Um, I was a fan at the time. There was a lot of talk about the kid coming up from San Antonio, I believe was their AHL organization at the time. Um, like He was one of my favorite players with the team. I really felt frustrated because he did not seem to have a good relationship with Tockett from the very start. And I really wanted to see what the team and OEL could do under a different head coach. Um, But that just, at a certain point, it just wasn't feasible. I think ownership was like, no, get him out. I like the return they got for him. Uh, I think it wasn't, Good start to the rebuild. Um, hope, he, hope he does really well with Vancouver. Yeah, sounds good. I hope he does good with Vancouver too, but yeah, I don't know. It, there's a, there's a, yeah. He's definitely on the decline, but it would be nice to see a lot of like the hate that he was getting like just turned around on people because it was definitely like a – he was the underrated player in Arizona that you had never seen, and then he became the overrated player in Arizona that you had never seen. Um, and that was just kind of the outside media impression I always got of him. Like no one was ever really like, oh, he's good, and we're going to appreciate him for how good he is at the moment. It was – I think especially once they named him captain too because then then more light became onto him, and then everyone was watching him, and it was like, oh, so he's captain, so he's supposed to be one of their better players. And like, oh, he's – it's and especially after a year where like he was supposed to be captain, but uh, Taka came in and was like, "No, we're gonna have rotating captains for the first season, for reasons." Like I still don't know why he did that. It was such a weird call. Yeah, I guess it's like uh, for me now. Maybe it's not the same scenario, but I feel like it's a similar scenario with like Tarasenko because. He came up the ranks in the Blues since like his rookie season. Like he was just a baby, and now he's like, uh, he turned into a powerhouse. And then like the injuries hit, and like the whole thing with the team doctors and like requesting a trade. Like, there's been a lot of people for the last couple of years that have been, uh, not there. There's been a lot of people that have been supportive of Tarasenko, and a lot of people that have said like he needs to get out of here. And I think a lot of it is due to. Uh, like it, it just seemed like at times like uh, his effort wasn't there on the ice. And I think in hindsight, which is always 2020, obviously, but in hindsight, uh, if I was playing hockey and I didn't trust the team doctors to take care of me, I probably yeah. wouldn't be giving a hundred percent effort either. So it's like, uh, there's just like so much drama going around it all. And like the fact that he's still coming back to the team, and playing with him this year, they're like, he's not going to be a distraction. Like, you got nothing to worry about. He's strictly business. And I'm like, that's great. Like, I don't think he's going to go out there and, like, blow up on teammates or, like, storm out of team meetings and stuff. But, like, at the end of the day, everyone else on the team has in the back of their mind that, like, he doesn't want to be there. So, I I think 
obviously Blues fans are always hopeful, but we're also kind of we know when to be skeptical too, right? And so for me, that's my biggest uh, thing that I'm going to be skeptical about this season is how Vladimir Tarasenko is going to fit back on this team after the whirlwind of this offseason was, uh, and if he can actually contribute, raise his trade value, if he does get traded or if he doesn't get traded, if he stays for the rest of his career. I I really don't know what's going to happen. I thought he was as good as out the door. I didn't think there was any scenario we'd see him back with the Blues this season. Uh, and here we are in October, and he's practicing and playing preseason games. So I, I, I could not tell you what's going to happen, but all I know is uh, I will always be a Vladimir Tarasenko fan and root for him, regardless of what jersey he wears. Um, I just hope I, – I don't know. I just hope there's no drama, and I hope he doesn't hold, uh, like – angst towards the team and the fans because of uh the malpractice i guess of the team doctors yeah that's interesting because tarasenko i think you have to compare to jack eichel and the situation he's going through right now in buffalo where like there's a team doctor and there's maybe a difference of opinion on how a player should be like you know handling their health uh it sounds like that may not be as far gone as the Eichel situation because the impression I get of Jack Eichel is he wants out of Buffalo like yesterday, which yeah. as someone who's from Western New York, I could appreciate that. I would not <laughs> go back to Buffalo uh, if you paid me. Just uh, not my city, not my scene. But um, yeah, I was kind of hoping he'd be gone. So the Coyotes would be like in a better situation and not having to play Tarasenko against Tarasenko because he is such a good player and he does seem like he has the potential for a good season. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be exciting to see whatever the end result is. Uh, and I think, honestly, we talked about on the podcast, he might have more of a reason now uh, to give like 110% effort and uh, to go out there and try and create plays and uh, try and create goals than he did before. If he really does one out of St. Louis as bad as it sounds like he does uh, and really doesn't trust those team doctors, the best way to get out of there ASAP Rocky and fast as possible uh, is to light up the score sheet and have everybody calling Doug's phone uh, begging for him to trade you to their team. So maybe we'll see that. Maybe we won't. But uh, like I said, I'll be his fan no matter what. It wouldn't surprise me if Phil Kessel had a, a big year this year for the same reason. Just, you know, great way to increase your trade uh, trade value. Yeah, ah. exactly. How old is Phil Kessel now? He's got to be up there. Like, uh, he's 32, 33, somewhere Something around like that. that. Yeah. He's, wow. he's a year younger than me. So I think is Phil Kessel age. That sounds about right. 30, I don't know why I thought he was older than that. We got Tyler Bozak's like 35. 34. I think the, he's the old man on our team. Okay. So he's right around Tyler Bozak's age. He looks so much older. I feel bad. That's kind of rude for saying that. but <laughs> um, He's a year older than me. I knew he's like a year within my age range. But mm-hmm. he, he's got like that kind of vibe. Um, I don't know if it's just like his general not caredness like he always looks like a dad and like he does, he does, he does, does. hot dogs that's what it is yeah yeah it's the hot dog diet it's gotta be <laughs> it, it ages you fast that walking five miles to get three hot dogs every morning diet mm-hmm. uh which i mean yeah 
Yeah, having to put up with if it's a good hot dog place, I don't blame you. Especially here in Arizona, home the Sonoran hot dog. Yeah, Sonoran hot dog. That sounds it's, amazing. Uh, it's pretty solid. Uh, personally, I think it's a bit much, but I usually go for like a more simple hot dog. But locals love them. I'm a I'm a I'm personally a fan of. I actually had it uh, um, this afternoon from the day that we're recording this. Um, if you want to know what it is, uh, Thomas, it is a bacon wrapped hot dog topped with grilled onions, uh, pico de gallo, uh, mustard, mayo, and jalapeno salsa, and a in oh a, so- a soft folio bun and served with a side of a grilled griddle chili. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you, Robin. You had me at bacon wrapped, and then you just kept going, and now I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm this close to buying a plane ticket to Arizona. I'm not gonna I already convinced uh, Sarah Abampado and and JD Hernandez to come down here. They were here back in May. We'll tell. Oh, well, you should have told them to swing by and pick me up. Damn. It'll be a it'll be a hot dog trip. That'll be the locked <laughs> yeah, on. There we go. Locked on hot dog trip. Yeah. Locked the locked on, on hot, dog. hot dog series. <laughs> the locked on. There's hot dog reviews across the country. It's like Guy Fieri, but better. <laughs> you you laugh uh next off season up someone's gonna propose it and it'll be a thing be that everyone content. gets to do for a weekend we'll talk to the bosses we'll we'll get it done yeah yeah we'll pull some strings <laughs> see if they can <laughs> give us credit for the hot dogs yeah it'll be <laughs> like hey sean slash mr david Locke, would you guys mind funding the trip Oh, you wanted us to go watch a hockey game? No, we were actually just going to go cross country and eat food. <laughs> yes. We need daily stipends for the for the hot dog trip. <laughs> It'll be a road trip. Yeah. We're doing research on Phil Kessel. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I We're trying to find different avenues and roundabout ways to talk about stuff since we do it daily. And this is what we came up with. Ah. <laughs> uh. It'll work. But, It'll work. I, I, it's a foolproof plan. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think I don't know why you wouldn't fund that. Actually, <laughs> I mean, with all the things that we see get funded on the internet, it's True. like probably in the upper chance of making money back, uh, yeah. more so than anything else. That is um, true. We yeah, everyone's get everyone's got everyone's now my yeah now my wheels are spinning. <laughs> get. Locked on hot dog t-shirts. Locked on hot dog. It it, it rolls together really well. We just created a whole new show for Dave. He's got to get out. He's got to find someone to be the podcast host for locked on hot dogs now. Good luck. Just every week. Interview. Tell me about your local hot dog. It better be Joey Chestnut. You know what? Let's bring Kat Silverman. She'll be. I think. I, I, yeah. I, I think she'd love to be the host of that. Yeah. She'd probably oh, kill it. she's always posting about hot dogs. That would be great. Exactly. Hey, Blues fans! Just hopping back in. This is Tommy with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents to every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code Hockey and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Like I said, just download the app for free and use the promo code HOCKEY to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. 
None at all. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. So like I said, just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code HOCKEY and let them know that we sent you guys. We'll be right back with today's crossover with Locked On Coyotes right after a word from our sponsors. Uh, but let's talk let, about the Central Division. Yeah, let's go back, get get back get back to the Central Division because we kind of went on a long tangent, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I was saying though, this is a, a competitive division, and you know, I think outside of number one, like the two through five, two through six, even can be a toss up. Yeah, I. Th- I- I, that's the whole thing with the central for me. And that's why it's been such a pain for these last couple of years is like, there's just so much jostling for position in it. And like, like you said, I think Colorado is just going to be at the top because whatever, they're really good. Wow. But mm-hmm. I do think they're going to take a step down. Um, even when they had Grubauer, I didn't think Grubauer was that good. I just think the team around him was really good. And he kind of like got to take advantage of that. Uh, I don't know if Darcy Kemper is a better goalie than Grubauer, but I feel like they're like right there. Like they're both pretty solid, but I don't know if they're capable of carrying a team through the playoffs, but um, with Colorado, they don't really have to. So all you need is someone that can manage the game. And I think either of them would do fine, but I think that's the, if you're going to go off of like weaknesses, it's not going to be Colorado's offense by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't think it's their defense. So really the only area for teams to exploit is their goaltending. So you're going to have to fire pucks on that. The biggest um, problem with Colorado's goaltending is that they only got Kemper. That The reason why when Arizona's goaltending was phenomenal when they had Kemper is because they had what I call the three-headed monster, which they didn't use right, but they still had. <laughs> it's a thought that counts. Yeah, they but, used it terribly. Yeah. We had it. I mean, I mean to be to, on a normal way to do it, to be able to switch from Darcy Kemper to Anti Ron to Aiden Hill on any given notice, that should have been the most dangerous goaltending trio in the league. But well, they missed. They, they missed did it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, will I say agree. That- and I think that's why the Blues had so much success with Bennington and Jake Allen is because uh, when one of them struggled, they'd just be like, "All right, your turn, go try." And then for whatever reason, he was just hot at the right time. Like they would always, one of them would be cool and one of them would be hot. And then when they would flip flop, the other one would go off. It was perfect. I do think a potential weakness of Colorado, if they are relying on Kemper a lot, is he was maybe a little bit more injury prone than people realized. Ronta got all the attention for that. And it probably played a role in it because Ronta's out. So you're going to overplay Kemper. But Kemper also missed a pretty significant time with injuries throughout like all this time in Arizona. So it'd be interesting to see if Colorado is able to recover that or if it's not even going to be an issue because they have a better team in front of them and they don't overplay them. Yeah, because Arizona relied on Kemper way too much. Yeah, we relied on it like our head coach's job relied on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think, I don't know, other teams that could make noise. I, I don't want to say it, but I'm like, I, I really think Chicago could be at, like near the top of the division, not what, where Colorado's at, but like maybe like third or like around yeah. there, or they could be at the very bottom again. Like it really just 
kind of depends on yeah it's interesting that you said that because there are some people who who say colorado is a playoff caliber team i've talked to some people on previous crossovers like oh yeah colorado uh, chicago is like uh excuse me, is a playoff caliber team you know they since they picked up seth jones they picked up mark andre flurry they're still going to be so much better this year and then i had another host who's just like no we're still going to be pretty freaking bad yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean everyone's got their opinions on it and it's actually phenomenal what yeah, about uh, think, the wild Oh or, yeah, the wild too. Honest, like Kaprizov, dude. Like getting him back makes me. I mean, I was already excited for the Winter Classic game, but getting him back and like, I really, I want to go to the Winter Classic game so bad. It'd be so sick. Just to yeah, like see really and feel, hard. just to like see and feel like the history of hockey that like lives in Minnesota, and then watch my team play against them outdoors. Like, oh my god, I would lose my mind. It's at a uh, Target, right? It is. yeah yeah it's a target yeah. but cool. i i do think they have a good team too for whatever reason uh the blues like they were second in the division that we were in last year i think if i'm not mistaken i know that they were above the blues um and yeah. it wasn't even close like the amount of games that they won compared to ours but every time we play the blues i always give seth trouble for this because he'll have me on the show and be like i hate playing you guys because it doesn't matter how bad you're playing that season you still like just have your way with us, and I don't know how. And I mean, that's I think, how it was with us too. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, exactly. They were like they have consistently been just stomping the Coyotes for the past uh, two seasons. Sometimes just physically just slamming them to the ground. Uh, yeah. That was also a lot of Connor Garland fun. I yeah. think, and that's how I felt about you guys of- in that seven game series. I was like, God, can we just stop playing this team, please? <laughs> exactly. Blame for that one, really though. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah, but yeah, then, I think Minnesota could be good. I think Kaprizov kind of like if he can match the magic that he had last season, uh, they're gonna be fine. If sophomore years are that, hard, yeah, true. I mean, because now the Quinn entire league knows what to do. Yeah, but they also have that young dude, uh, Rossi, I believe. He missed a whole like the whole thing for COVID and was like, I think there's an article that came out that said. Uh, he was like happy every morning he woke up because he realized that he wasn't dead. Like super sad stuff and like uh, super motivational for him to like get back on the ice because he's like, I think their top prospect. Like in turn, like we've got Perunovic and Jake Neighbors and they've got Mark Rossi, um, and they really need some centers. And so if he can come up and kind of provide like an offensive force on their top six, uh, they're gonna be really scary. I'm already scared of them. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So we should probably look forward to losing to them just more this year in like bigger oh, margins. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I remember when I had the conversation though with the with with Seth and you know we're talking. I was I was I, was, I, I meant I almost forgot about the buyouts for a second. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They bought out uh, Suter and Perese, and then a couple weeks later, I go on the um do the crossover with uh with with Dane, the new host of Locked On Stars, I'm like, oh, that's right. You guys signed Suter. Like, what? <laughs> uh, dude, I I'm get so bad with off-season stuff. Like, I forget everyone that moves. Like, it's crazy. Like, the, the first game of the regular season is just me like, oh, they play there now? Okay. Oh, like, it's just <laughs> constantly. Unless it's, like, something huge, like, like flurry for, to the Blackhawks, I'm not going to forget. But, like, 
Even Seth yeah. Jones sometimes. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's on the Blackhawks now, and he's like a pretty big name. So it's like I feel like the the players have to get into the swing of thing with like preseason and training camp. I feel like like the fans do too because I literally forget like what team everybody's on. I mean, I was watching a preseason oh, yeah. game just the other night, and um, I saw Martin Jones in a Philadelphia Flyers jersey. I'm like, oh, that's right, <laughs> he's in Philly now. Yeah. <laughs> Who uh, else did I weird. do that too? Um. Oh my God, what is his name? The old goalie for Vancouver. He's on Dallas now. I saw like a graph or it was like a HD photo, um, and I was like. Oh my God! Starts with an H, does it? What's his last name? I don't know why I'm just drawing a blank on it. Uh, Hopi. Yeah, Hopi. Hopi's oh, on right. Dallas now, and I was like, "When did that happen?" Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> think of Hopi's name. I forgot. Van- I forgot Hopi was in Vancouver. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was. Oh, it was Vancouver. Yeah, it was Caps yeah. Vancouver, and then yeah, I was like. See, I still don't know. What's up, guys? Just wanted to hop back in and remind you about our friends over at Built Bar because did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. You've got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Get 17 to 18 grams of protein in every Built Bar. Calories ranging from only 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Built Bars are easy to keep in your pocket, in your backpack, in your work bag, in your lunchbox, whatever it may be. Gives you the perfect amount of energy or kick throughout the day. Uh, Maybe you don't have time for breakfast, grab one on your way out the door. Uh, Maybe you don't have time to stop during your round of golf, put one in your bag, and you're good to go. They're great for you, they're great tasting, and they have a great website. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now while you're there, you got to check out our friends over at BetOnline because they're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit with the promo code LOCKED ON. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So check out Bet Online where the game starts. And now, back to our crossover. Here's going to be the major problem. Like, I don't think anyone in America knows what was happening in the Canadian division last year. So there's like a whole bunch of moves that happened for a year and a half that was just like, oh, oh, that's a thing. Weird. But yeah, I totally forgot that Hopi was on Vancouver. Crazy. I mean, when I when I was doing the crossover with uh, Harrison for Locked On Jets, I was trying to look through the roster. And I'm like, what's di- like? I'm trying to think what's different. I don't know you guys because I haven't seen you guys in like two years. Yeah. <laughs> That's a part. That's got to be a part of it too, right? It's like you're normally you're used to seeing like all these different teams, and then like it reminding you what players are on there instead of like 
was it the same seven for an entire season? It's like, Jesus, <laughs> well, I know what players are on those teams. <laughs> Even those ones, sometimes I forget. <laughs> you got very good at knowing your division and only the division, like anything outside. Exactly. Everything every else is just knows. flushed. Yeah. Like, I don't know how fans of like three teams were doing it. They're like, yeah, I'm keeping track of three divisions. You're like, that seems like way too much to be keeping track yeah. of. Three very isolated not. divisions. Crazy. I can't even imagine. Like, I have so much respect for people that can be fans of multiple teams because for me, like, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack <laughs> in like the one game a day, if that, that I watch with the Blues and like, even like on when it's off days, like, I'm like just like steaming about a loss or like freaking out about a win. So if I had to do that, three times the rate of what I was doing right now, I don't know if I'd make it. All right, Thomas, yeah. this, this is becoming, this is slowly becoming me as I'm becoming, as of now my second year of host here on Coyotes, like I know this team too well. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows, like, I don't keep it a secret. I was born and raised in San Jose. So like the sharks have like, it's still there in my blood. Mm-hmm. So like trying to follow both still, Oh my god. It's like tearing you apart. Yeah. Yeah. Plus two teams, they're both very far away from ever winning a Stanley Cup, oh so you're not god. gonna be happy anytime soon. It is torture. Man. It does it, it, it is really painful. I gotta say that. Why are we hockey fans again? It just seems bad. It's <laughs> it's all bad. It is like you said though, it really is like ninety nine percent of the time it's just torture and pain and sorrow. And then that one percent where it's like jubilation and like you actually win the cup and get to celebrate with like the players like it just makes it all worth it (laughs) yeah i mean it was really fun one of the things to me like even even in the american hockey league when the roadrunners went to the calder cup playoffs when the second round like i was feeling fun i wasn't i mean i wasn't a fan at that point i mean i'm still i'm just covering them for five for howling and i'm just like enjoying being in that atmosphere and just matter what just like you just love that feeling of just good being good yeah being good like even yeah and even like on twitter and stuff when you're like tweeting about the team with like other fans you kind of like if you keep communicating to like the same fans you build like a little community and like almost like a friendship with people that you've never even met before and then when you do go to games and like people like recognize you be like oh my god like i know you from twitter and it's like oh what's up like it's crazy how like it's just crazy to me how like sports can bring people together, but like, I don't know. There's, I, there's some people that like don't understand, not don't understand sports, but don't understand, understand like the appeal to sports, which like, I don't, I don't understand the appeal to a lot of things. So I'm not going to knock you for that. But one of the things that does appeal to me about sports, uh, isn't just like, uh, grown men chasing pucks or baseballs or like whatever it might be, but it is like, the community of like bringing people together and not just bringing people together, but like a community of people that are so immensely passionate about the same thing. And they just like immediately become friends or become close because of that. I think that is so cool. And I think that's so hard to find. Like obviously any sport's going to have like negativity and like people that go off the rails, but if you find the right people, like it's so hard to find that kind of like positivity and like, passion in the world today especially with everything going on like I, I just love sports so much and that's one of the main reasons why it is it is absolutely amazing um we are running a little bit long um 
but I'll let you uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, make this thought. Where do the Blues land at the end of this season in the Central Division? Oh Jesus! At the end of the season, I'm gonna say um, the fan in me says second, hopefully, possibly. Um, if Jordan Bennington plays like I know he can, uh, if Scott Perunovich is the prospect that people expect him to be, uh, if Craig Berube is the coach that I think he'll be, that I think he is, and will figure out a way to cover the crease, uh, if this offense continues to be a powerhouse, if David Perron, all, all of these ifs, right? If all of those are yes, they'll be a second place team. Um, the locked on blues host in me says, you can't say that this team's going to be a second place team when they squeaked into the playoffs last year in a very bad division. Um, so I'm going to hedge my bets here and say that um, I'll say best case scenario, they finish second worst case scenario. They finish fourth, but I, I could definitely see some scenarios where they finish lower than fourth. So Maybe not worst case scenario, but fourth. But for my own mental mindset, positivity thinking, worst case scenario, fourth. How's that sound? <laughs> that seems fair. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. I mean, I wouldn't place them much lower than fourth in my any kind of prediction. Yeah. I think fourth is like the safe bet. And then like, I think on like they should be the second best team in the league, but I don't know if i trust them to play like that not in the league second best team in the division um but i don't know if i i don't know if i trust them to play like that i don't know if i trust them to stay healthy um like i said there's a lot of ifs there so i feel like i need some kind of buffer so that's why and let's I mean, and, and let's be real too like um they're like they, they like again even though we said it's, it's the competitive division like they are one of the better teams in that division um like they're definitely better than nashville and Dallas and Arizona. Yeah. So, and let's also be real that the central division is going to be a five playoff, five team playoff team. Exactly. I was going to say that like the, the central is probably going to get both wild cards. Pacific's not really going to be doing much. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Unless. Unless LA for some reason has a decent year, which I think is the only team that might be able to surprise, but they get Eichel. I don't know. That is another big domino. Like, where's Eichel going to go? Because that's kind of a big player to... Who knows? Depends on when he goes, because... Uh, can you imagine if he, like, holds out for, like, the full season, gets traded at the deadline, and then gets the surgery? Oh, my God. Yeah, can you imagine if he holds out the whole season? Yeah, that is true. If he holds out the whole season and decides to get traded to like whatever team's doing the best, just so he can be like a part of a team that goes to the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, why not? After spending your entire career in Buffalo, might as well get an like, easy oh, trip to the playoffs. Yeah, he's like, oh, Tampa Bay's first in their division, and Kucherov is coincidentally on the long-term injured reserve again. <laughs> I'm going there. <laughs> oh my god uh, oh, the LTIR never gets old <laughs> anyways um, I mean I guess the last prediction would be for us you know Carl and I to say where Coyotes finish which is um, to us to anyone I don't think is any surprise where we where we believe they're going to finish in the division which is uh, dead last oh yeah dead, dead last, last. It, you it, don't think it, there's going to be a one 
a one team buffer anywhere in there? I think- the closest team will probably be like Nashville. Nashville, but they'll probably be like eight points out above from us. Mm. I feel like if the Coyotes don't finish dead last, something went wrong at some point There's in the some season. Collapsed, yeah. Yeah. They collapsed. A major upward. injury, or people are like, "Oh my god!" Or like, the, or like this team of misfits just somehow surprises everyone because everybody on this team has something to prove, and they're like, the like "What are you guys doing?" Yeah, if it's like an. If we live in a movie secretly and the underdogs really it's just win, the Mighty Ducks, yeah. <laughs> we just wake up, the Coyotes have won the Stanley Cup, and we're like, "Crap, reality is a simulation." Um, you see, like, there's the three forwards are like in a V formation one time. You're like, "Oh my god, wait a minute!" <laughs> there's a new Matrix movie I've coming out. Before. Anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta love it. Gotta love it. But again, we're running long, so uh, we'll we'll get things to closing out. Uh, Thomas, can you uh, let the uh, Locked On Coyotes listeners know where we can find you guys? Yeah, so you can listen to us uh, daily at Locked On Blues. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at T Welch E R fifteen. Uh, sometimes I write good tweets, sometimes I don't. But either way, you can reply and tell me. So it's a good time. Nice, nice. Absolutely. And that. So and, and, that, and that's it for us. Once again, this is Locked On, uh, a crossover of Locked On Coyotes and Locked On Blues. You can follow Locked On Coyotes at LO underscore Coyotes. Myself, I'm at Rob Leona one Carl Pavlik, where are you? I'm at Carl Pavlik, FFH. You can follow all of us and uh, tweet at us, interact with us, send us a question. Maybe we'll answer right back. If we don't, we'll probably saving it for a future episode of the podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. All right, guys, that wraps up today's episode. I want to thank Robin and everyone over at Locked On Coyotes for having me. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll do it again with the Coyotes merging into the Central for their first season ever. Uh, We'll see how it goes. But that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked on Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. And smash that subscribe button on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked on Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at 12 15 You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.